Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome here to Porch Talk. This is an untapped in vinyl. I've got my right-hand man here with me to my left. i got Monk. Hi. And joining us over the interwebs is uh, Ham Bagby. What's up, guys? Man, just uh, doing it, you know, living. <laughs> awesome. It's good, good to see you, man. Good to see you. It's good to see you, Mike. How you been? Man, I've been all right. I, I went through some things, but I'm getting better. I'm getting I better. Heard, yeah. Yeah, things going good, man. How's family? Uh, everybody's good. Um, I get the boys this weekend. Um, you know, me and my dog, Donna Summer, you've never met her. No. <laughs> Out here in Bell City. Well, very cool. Uh, well, man, was the last time that y'all were together, was that on the was that on, was that on the boat? Oh, no. No, um, no. The I, last, I think the last time I saw you in person was probably, it was probably at the old Druid City Brewing Company. Yeah. Probably was. I was thinking it was either that or the night I saw you over at Crestwood Tavern. But I think I think I've seen you since then. Oh well, I don't even remember that. <laughs> I was with Josh. I was with Josh Iyer. Okay, okay, okay. Was I still married? Oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it used to be. It used to be. I lived so close to there when uh, when when we when we had our house in Crestwood that I just I would not count what I was drinking at all, and I would walk home. Oh, gotcha. I get it. Well, dude, uh, Ham, to catch up with you, uh, what you been working on music? Uh, still pushing uh, uh, All Filler? Uh, yeah, All Filler is uh, still, I'm still trying to, I mean, it never got any kind of review. I didn't, I didn't do, I, I didn't have a, a publicist on it or anything. It was, uh, it did okay. I had a good time. I mean, I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite things I've ever done. It's a, it's a great okay. relaxing listen. You like it? I do like it. Yes. Okay. I was listening to it today. As a matter of fact, second time around. So yes, I, I was trying really to do dig it. I was trying to explain that to a lot a lot of people who heard it and said they didn't they didn't quite get it because it's not the same as trying not to die. I mean, it sounds similar. They both sound similar, and they're both supposed to sound similar. Um, but uh, all fillers, I think, a little bit. It's got some darker songs, and it's got some. It's got some. You know, it's got some. It's got some weirder stuff, and, and like, uh, and it kind of like you know pokes into like you know mental illness territory and, and substance use and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> but it's still kind of positive, in my opinion. So I, you know, I don't know. All filler yeah, was uh, uh, what? What song was it? Was it either? It was either. Can't remember. I think it's um, "She Loved Me," the slower yeah. song. Yeah, brilliantly written, lyrically beautiful. Thanks, man. Man, I, I was surprised that people liked that one as much as they did. It's it's a yeah. uh, it's a it's a it's it's 
it's not a funny song, you know? <laughs> no, it's, it's not hard fucking drugs or, or my drunk friends <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Not, you it's, know? Not, it's not dumbass friends. It's Dumb, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dumbass friends, not my drunk friends. That, uh, Dumbass friends. That has been the song. Like when I'm introducing uh, Ham to, I was like, I think you'll, I think you'll dig this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I when I was showing, uh, you haven't met Barney yet, but he's just outside of Nashville. When I was uh, trying to get uh, Ham connected with those guys, and I was like, check this out. And Barney wrote me back after listening to that. He's like, I'm gonna pull the rest of this album up. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're totally right, dude. I, it's a roller coaster of all filler and. Uh, man, recent conversation I was having with Abe Partridge, uh, the way he does a show is ups and downs, uh, fast songs, slow songs, fun songs, sad songs, because that's the way life is. I had been listening to Abe more because after uh, after we uh, first met Alan, uh, and I'd heard his stuff, I'd heard some of his stuff before. I'd heard the Black Flag t shirt lament song um, before. And a couple of other ones, and I liked his stuff, but I hadn't I hadn't delved deep, and I started listening to him a lot when uh, when after I met you, and I listened to I listened to uh, his episode of your podcast, um, and uh, and I, I just I got so into it that uh, he played a Monday night at Dave's in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I went to that show, I went to that show, and I was like, I, I, the person I was with, I was like. I was like, look, it's just gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of sad songs, you know. Don't I don't know what I don't know what we're about to see. Uh a lot of sad songs, a lot of a lot of stuff about, you know, mental illness, stuff like that. You know, Abe's stuff is so like honest and real and just like scorchingly honest and real, you know. Yeah. Uh he played all those songs and the and and the banner in between songs was so just well placed and crafted so well. I cried probably three or four times when he when he played, and it. I don't think I think he played like two hours straight. He didn't. He didn't yeah. stop. Yeah, uh, I took a friend of mine. Uh, he had only ever been to one live show, and uh, he had spent most of his adult life locked up. And um, I was telling about it. He was playing at the at the art council here in town, and uh, he was like, "So, what? What do I expect? I've never really done a." live show and I was like man you're really just in for a treat I'm just gonna let you walk in blind and I look over two or three songs in and he's kind of like he's rubbing his eyes and it, yeah. I, I, he was getting real emotional and like uh, after the show he came up to me and he was like that was one of the most real performances that I've I've ever experienced yeah and that show that he's talking about the Columbus Arts Council I booked the show because Abe had his artwork downstairs in the main gallery. So we had him play the night of his um, his opening. And whoever was doing the sound that night, they were letting some, somehow there was a radio bleeding through very faintly on the speakers. And <laughs> Abe, would, Abe would be, you know, finish up a song. And then he would talk about how, like, what the hell is that? Can we get rid of that? Is there any way we... You know, had a little fun with it for the first song or two, and then he just kind of stopped talking about it. But every time he'd go back into a song, no matter what it was, you never heard that that singing. It was pop music. And I was like, you never heard it because he was so into what he was doing, and you were so involved in what he was doing that you just didn't pay any attention to it, and you just heard yeah. it. 
yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely a performance to where it really like it's 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 not made like it's made for that a quiet room. Yeah, uh, it's gonna captivate you, and it's like it, it's gonna it's all the air is gonna be taken out, and all you're gonna have is a. And uh, I've got an episode that actually drops tomorrow, and I I was asking about that, and I was like, man, it's kind of rare. You know, you you step into a room with you. How did how did you craft your show? How did you get to this point? Because he really hasn't been doing it that long. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing about it that's so wild. He has not been doing it very long at all. Uh, and he had heard. I mean, like I, I introduced myself. He had, we had never met before, uh, and he had heard of me. And I was I was like, it didn't seem real. Like it didn't it, it didn't seem like I would you know, run in the same circles as this person who, you know, just made, like, blew my mind for... <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> runs with, uh, he runs with James Wallace. You know? Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, James talks about you all the time. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, uh, before we start running into the, uh, Chucker, I wanted to step it back with y'all, and I was, I, I told Monk, is like, I was, I was born 15, 20 years too late because, <laughs> uh, like, West Alabama then, and, like, all the Chucker and all of that, and the Dexter teams, like I, I've told you, Ham, is like, I wish I could have been at every single Dexter team show. <laughs> oh my God. I, I mean, I saw, I saw the early lineup, um, and they were intimidating back then. I didn't know them very well back then, uh, in the late 90s. Um, but it was, I mean, it was loud and it was crazy and it was always packed. Um, and you know, Saturday night it was loud and it was crazy and it was really, truly really packed. But it was outside, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't quite as you know claustrophobic. I don't know how many people there there were there on Saturday night. Honestly, there, it seemed like there was like five hundred people there. Just just going by the video, it seemed like there was quite a few. And like, I'm so glad that uh, Bo and all the guys at Druid City, like, I'm thankful they recorded it because I couldn't be there. But like. Because of that video, I got to experience it right when I saw uh, the Chucker event, Dexter Teens. I pull up the video, and there him is. And I was like, oh, he's <laughs> <laughs> he is living his best life right now. <laughs> I, pl I played in Lincoln at 5 o'clock, Lincoln, Alabama, like near like 15 minutes from my house. And, uh, and I got done at 8, and I drove uh, to Tuscaloosa, like, I was like, I I'm going to get there right in time for, I got to see the penetrators. I got to see Hooper and I got to see the Dex teams <clears throat> and people, I had a lot of people didn't think I was going to show up. So I was, I was excited. I got to surprise some people. It was nice. Yeah. I've seen people I hadn't seen in 20 years, you know, crazy. Yeah, you, you really ran that Tuscaloosa scene heavy. Uh, you had the ham, ham, jam, jams and everything going yep. to Egan's and I had a I had an open mic. Uh, oh, I had I hosted open mics for about 10, uh, 12 years. Um, but the last three or so years that I was in that I was in Tuscaloosa, I hosted it at Green Bar with uh, my band. We were the open mic hosts, and uh, I got I was I there was a drink special and there was a food special. So there was half price nachos and there were two dollar pints. Um, and, uh, and it was just like the last three years that I was hosting open mics there, it was just, it was crazy. There was like so many people out every, every Wednesday hey, night awesome. to be at my open mind. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was 
starting out with original, I mean, I'd always written and I'd always, I'd always had, you know, the intentions of being an original artist. Uh, but I think like early on I was playing cover gigs because they pay. And, um, and I really didn't take, you know, music, like the original music as seriously as I did like playing a cover show in, in the beginning um, until I started, uh, you know, hanging out with people like, like sweet dog and Elliot and, and, you know, learning about, you know, indie rock stuff and DIY stuff and what, you know, the, the real stuff really is. Cause I think at some point I thought I was going to be Prince or something like that, but it's just not, you know, it's not going to happen, but I have a pretty broad musical influence too. So I'm not, a, am you know, I may not ever be Prince, but I'll be me. They'll be just fine. Well, yeah, dude, you'll be that Prince. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you're you're already well on your way. Well on your way. Uh, you know, uh, trying not to die or all filler or shit's crucial. Uh, like, if someone was to put that on before I even hear your voice, uh, the, your guitar work sets itself apart. So, I mean, you're you're well on your way. Like, with well, the way that you express yourself with your with your instrument. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, props to that. I wish I could put those. I, yeah, I wish I could put. I wish I had a little bit more side work these days. I don't. Have, I'm not in a. I'm not in a band playing just guitar right now. Um, and I'm gonna try and fix that in 2024. But we're also doing another record, uh, and this one is probably gonna be called "Return of the Tall Guy" or "The Tall Guy Returns." I don't know. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be like trying not to die and all filler and return of the tall guy are going to be like, uh, the star Wars trilogy where <laughs> trying not to die is a new hope and all filler is empire. And, and this new one is going to be, you know, return of the Jedi. So I need, <laughs> I need teddy bears. Very cool. <laughs> That's going to be great. I need to, I need to throw an octogenarian down a, into a pit. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of you as a guitar player, um, I mean, I've experienced, I've come to see you live many, many times. Um, seen you acoustic probably more than, than, than everything. But mm-hmm. one night, then Alan referenced this earlier. One night, um, Model Citizen played on the Bama Bell. Yeah. And there's a good photo. If I can find it, I'll give it to Alan so they can post it or whatever. But there's a good photo of me hanging on to the rafters. With my mouth open like I'm rocking out, and then Matt Patton <laughs> is standing right next to me playing and singing, and then you're behind Matt, yeah, playing guitar as well. So, do you remember what that yeah. was? Was it like a certain song, or did you play the whole show? I don't remember. Um, at uh, at that point, Model Citizen when they played, uh, which they uh, they were already not playing as much as the Dexteens were playing and Matt's and you know the drive by truckers now so it's yeah. even harder for them to make model citizen happen. Um and uh but at the end of their show they would play uh just give me some kind of sign. Yeah. And then in the middle of that song they would hand uh the bass player would hand off the bass to somebody and uh and, and Matt would hand his guitar off to somebody in the crowd. Uh kind of like the Dex teams do with teenager. Um yeah. And uh and he handed it to me and uh, and I, I mean I you know just, oh I've got I'm, I'm holding Matt's guitar that's you know and so you start playing 
yeah. get into it. So that had never happened before. Like you didn't have a history. I wasn't planning on it. No, I was, I was just, uh, I was just up there. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was up front. I was up front watching one of my favorite bands play and, you know. Yeah. 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 Cause you don't I'll see find that photo and get you to post it or, or something along with this episode or whatever. Yeah. Dude. And I don't, I don't know if Ham's face is in it. I think it's just your hands and a guitar, but I remember it being you, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Man, last time, uh, well, first and last time I saw the Dixie Kings, uh, it was at Avondale, and uh, like, I probably wouldn't have went. To, well, I was I was podcasting, uh, and Dixie Kings closed out that day, and I the last interview I did was with Patton, and then uh, right before Dixie Kings go on, I go out. Ham's not a hard guy to find, and so I, I just go stand by Ham, and he's like, "This is my probably my favorite band," and I was like. Well, I'm gonna be right here because you uh you're gonna be the guy to be by for this show and I'll kill Still my favorite band after all these years. And and that night was cool because I mean they called Taylor Hollingsworth up. Uh it was it was almost like a revival. If Brad Armstrong would have been there, I think that would have been like almost yeah. every iteration. I remember that show because uh everybody had like their logo displayed up on uh on behind them and on the screen behind them and uh all the bands did and then when the dex teams got on they played 80s like, nascar yeah 80s nascar clips <laughs> <laughs> is it, it's been like that for a while though i think <laughs> that the dex teams have put the nascar behind them yeah, yeah they are right. kicking ass behind them <laughs> <laughs> So when I get when I I need to get I need to get that clip of uh of have you seen that clip where uh where where the the pace car comes out and Dick Trickle li lights a cigarette? No, it's on it's on YouTube. It's really good. Wow, that's what, I'm what the worst name ever in the world, Dick Trickle. Yeah, <laughs> only second to Dick Buckus. Yeah, it always got him on ESPN though. Yeah, he never, he never watched but they always said like yeah, Dick Trickle's. You know, twenty seventh or whatever. <laughs> you gotta mention Dick Trickle if he's thirty fifth. You gotta mention him, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know really who who takes the uh, the head here, but I wanted to like take me back to uh, Tuscaloosa, like and that West Alabama sound, and that that's one thing that really sets next things apart for me is like that's what I think about when I think West Alabama. It's like if I was trying to put my finger on it, like I think next things. Like when I, you, think have, I think Dex have I think Dex have a have a really big if you want to just follow the chronology of it all uh, and how that like kind of because there's a lot of bands that are that are kind of spawned from just like hey we like the Dexatines you know what I mean um, and uh, and I, you you don't you don't think about like they have influences too so like uh, there's a lot of like early Dexatine stuff that uh, it's like demos and stuff like that i mean they 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 don't have a whole lot of direction but you could tell that they really liked you know old classic rock old country and uh and they're just they were crazy they were all crazy about this band from auburn called the quadrajets yeah uh, and if you've we ever heard that last episode yeah, yeah me and Lord, we did an episode that might as well have been called the uh you know the six degrees of kevin bacon yeah, yeah. This should have been like the six degrees of uh, next things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the 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 quadrajets were uh, kind of like 
essentially over, I think, when they uh, when the Dexazines were starting to like make moves. Uh, and when they got their deal with Estrus Records, um, somebody in production land and when they did their the headphones record was like, uh, I mean, are you just, you know, like, like y'all are some y'all are a band, y'all are somebody, you know, uh, and they uh, and this is like has been told to me from several of them, like how it just just how how it all went uh but also they don't sit around and talk about the deck scenes all the time so you know like it's just <laughs> no it's like a, <laughs> so obviously it's like a, like like a lifelong like you just kind of piece together the story yeah. but uh but uh it was kind of like the it in in the in the studios where they were kind of like we can't just be the quadrajets there's already a quadrajets so yeah. let's be Let's figure out who the fuck the Dexteens are. And I really think that track one of that record, Cardboard Hearts, is kind of like the blueprint for what the Dexteens are. It's that driving, you know, punk beat with uh, the riff that is like, uh, you know, this this country bend uh, and uh, the the harmonies, the vocal harmonies and uh, just the, you know, the the two or three guitars just getting after it, you know? Um, and uh, it, it's kind of, it's it kind of, uh, you know, track one of Red Dust Rising is, is, uh, is um, Pine Belt Blues. And that song's got to like a really, like, you know, it hits you like, and we, they, they hit you immediately and they, they, they drag you in and they, they don't let, they don't let go of you for the full length of that record. If you're listening to it. Yeah. Um, and if you saw them live, you know, it's like usually it'd be 45 minute sets of them just kicking the living shit out of this crowd <laughs> who just could not get enough of it. You know? Yeah. I mean, if they were, at, if they were at the Chucker, if they were at Egan's or if they were at, uh, you know, wherever, wherever I'd see them, it would always be like, you know, just the, the sweaty ass Dexatines on stage, just get, giving it hell and Elliot knocking over a mic stand, like, and then, and then like turning around and being like, fuck yeah, like to the band. And then like uh, <laughs> turn around and his mic stands down. So my in the crowd has to pick his mic stand back up so he can, you know, sing again. It's so, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like them in my life. Yeah. Like it, 20 years. Definitely live. And to think about the, like the family tree of everybody that's come from the Dexatines. You know, yeah. why aren't the Dexatines drive out truckers right now? You know? Oh, yeah. Aren't they have that status. Whereas I think they... And it's because, it's, because the, it's because, you know, certain things happen and, and, you know, people make decisions and it's hard to be, you know, where you, everybody would have to be all in all the time. Uh, and, you know, Elliot's got... Elliot had kids first, I think. And, um, and then, you know, like... Uh, like lineup changes, people quit. Uh, um, people move off to other bands. Yeah, it, it, Patton ended up in Drive By Truckers. You know, Elliot wants to focus on you know being a cabinet maker and, and yeah, and, and Lee's uh, doing his thing and being close. Yeah, and being close to his being close to his you know wife because you know that that's really important. Family's really important to him. Sure. Um, which I mean, that's there's nothing that, that is very that is an admirable thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk. You've talked about the the other albums. 
like the album to me that means the most with Dexting is Single Wide. Yeah. And it's so far removed from what everybody has was at that point had known about the Dexting. I think it's I think Single Wide says a lot about who the who about who Elliot and John are as songwriters. Uh, and the way that they and, and the way that they can go in and and, uh, and do something, uh, you know, either as as like the full electric band or or, uh, or with one acoustic guitar and and uh, and you know present something you know vulnerable and real, uh, yeah. which everything is vulnerable and real. Like it's very it's very much a like these are my these are my hopes, these are my dreams, these are my fears. You know, uh, like the religious themes that Elliot touches on to like uh, you know just like the the personal demons that john talks about like it's just a there's a there's a lot of that kind of stuff in the in the catalog yeah um and i mean you'll get a lot you'll you'll read a lot of interviews with them where like elliot will talk about how you know how how he just thought john was such a great songwriter but i don't think elliot realizes how i don't think elliot realizes how much impact a song like granddaddy's mouth has on you know, on a, on a Southern audience. Yeah. Especially, uh, you know, a Southern audience who likes independent music and, and wants to find some kind of identity with, uh, with, with a band. They just resonate very. Yeah. Yeah. And I interviewed, um, Elliot for Oprah magazine, um, right as the, um, teenage hallelujah record came out, which I think is like the perfect representation of early, Dexatines and single wide. It's like perfect mesh. Yeah. But in my opinion, no, I'm I wasn't with the Dexatines when you were. I came in mm-hmm. a lot later. So that's my favorite record is the Change Hallelujah past yeah. single wide. Uh, Red Dust Rising is amazing as well. But you oh, know, yeah. um the Change Hallelujah record um I think kind of brings together um it's kind of a maturity record for them. It's shown yeah. where they where they've risen to. Yeah, and it's one. I mean, it's like John had quit the band uh, for a little while, and, and uh, he's not on uh, on Tina Hallelujah or uh, the the uh, Sunsphere record. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you can hear. Um, I mean, you can you can hear his you can hear his absence in both of those. Yeah, but. Uh, they are also very strong selections in a, and you know, a cattle. I mean, like, I just, I love this band that has like a bajillion badass records. And I want, like, I want like one more, like, Red Dust Rising. And I just, you know, but I mean, like, how do you get, how, how do you get them to, you know, sit down and write it? How do you get them in the studio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy, it's got to happen organically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Because I, I think even after all these years, Red Dust is still my favorite record. But it's the one that I'd seen them live, and they weren't they they weren't my they weren't my favorite band at the time. And when I heard Red Dust Rising, I was like, "Holy shit! These yeah. these guys!" I heard it on a disc man in my with the tape deck uh, adapter in a yeah. nineteen ninety two Toyota Camry. Oh. Wow, uh, <laughs> and it was like uh, it was like a test pressing too. Sweet Dog gave me a test pressing at Decade Music. Can you believe that? Wow, I'm making references <laughs> to things <laughs> Alan can only imagine. 
There used to be a music store right where Druid City is now. Druid City Brewing Company is now called Decade Music. <laughs> we, we all hung out. We all hung out there a lot more than we spent money there, but we love that place. Yeah, R.I.P. to Oz already. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of time there. Yeah, uh, man. What about like with what? What is Bo Hicks like with this chucker? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, was, this was, I think, the 14th anniversary of doing this event. Um, and Monk has shared about it in the past, but, I mean, now that the chucker is gone, does it feel like there's a void in Tuscaloosa? Has it been filled by Druid City Brewing? Um, um, when the chucker closed, it was, uh, it was 2003, and we all just kind of, I mean, we didn't have the same room as we did there, but, I mean, like, it's pretty much like Egan's is the place that became yeah you know you had that, had back porch the we had the back porch a little bit but it closed it, it closed yeah. about a year after too 2004 2005 maybe yeah yeah i only got i only got two years of the chucker because i moved to tuscaloosa in 2000 yeah. the beginning of 2002 so i got to experience the chucker i mean i saw saw some damn shows there um, I saw Reverend Horton Heat, Hank Three, and um, uh, and it was really cool. The other night, I was sitting um, on the couch, and I told my we were talking. My wife and I were talking about the Chucker, and I said there was one night when I saw this band that blew me away, and I've never seen them since. And they were called Blip. <laughs> this band was freaking amazing. And I remember them being up there, and they had a female keyboard player, and it was just yeah. it was Jay rocking. Yeah, and I Jay didn't Crow. realize that, that huh? They they played they it. played that, but then is is Aaron from Blip follows me? We follow each other, and I didn't even yeah. realize what he is. His um, Twitter uh, Instagram handle is Blip Angel. <laughs> didn't, didn't realize. I was like, "Holy crap!" The whole time, this guy's been following me, and we've been like, you know, liking each other's stuff. That band was so amazing. Um, I mean, I saw a bunch of local bands there. I remember there was one night I was hanging out at um, Boo Radley, which was down in Temperson Square. Yeah, a little removed from the Chucker, and this guy comes in and sits down. He and his bass player. And they were supposed to play the chucker that night. But he said, he said, we walked in and there was like four people there and they were all behind the bar. He said, nobody else showed up. Ended up being Gavin DeGraw, who ended oh, up wow. making a name for himself. He was supposed to play the chucker, but he was like, it wasn't his scene, I don't think. But I mean, I don't know. I think the chucker was kind of accepting of everybody, though, you know? Oh, absolutely. I never got to. I, I didn't have an outfit by the time they closed that was that was ready for the stage. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, that was why I never played there. I hung out there all the time. I'd go play gigs, and then I'd, I'd end up at 
I'd, I'd go, well, I'm not going to bed right now. And I'd go to the Chucker and go watch the show there. I saw the drive-by truckers of the Chucker. Yeah. And, and I was really, I was really like, I was adamant about being loud back then. And, uh, and I was like, those guys are too loud. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, they, yeah, that was when, is when, when Isabel was in the band and, and it was like, it was amazing. And I, and I watched them play for about an hour and a half and I, and, and, uh, and I turned them all on stage too. Yeah. I turned to my friend and I was like, man, this is fucking amazing, but I've got to get out of here. They are killing me. It's so loud. Yeah. There weren't, there were barely any people there too. So it was like even worse. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think what nobody's to absorb everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. that was the case with a lot of shows with Chucker was the noise because I remember Reverend Horn Heat being so loud. It was almost ridiculous. But I was against the wall, so I guess that helped me out. My friend who was with me was like, no, I can, this is like way too loud. It's just it you were in a in a big hallway. Yeah. And a chucker. So kind of like, kind of like Egan's. That's when it. you would pack No, out, no, not like Egan's really. No, you didn't have to go to the band to get to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it was bigger than Egan's. Uh, it was probably that's that where the stage is and everything. That was probably bigger than the entire Egan's is. Oh, okay. uh, like the whole building. But like, uh, but it was still like a, just this shotgun from the stage to the back where the dartboards in the bathrooms are. Um, and and when you packed it full of people like sardines, it didn't matter how fucking loud it was. It sounded great in there. Yeah. But if there weren't a lot of people there, there now? If there weren't a lot of people there, it was it was a little much. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like Bo was telling me the story of like uh milking cookies at the chucking. It might have been you. No, it was um Michael Stipe when REM played. This is the story I heard. I was not there. Okay. But uh, Michael Stipe, apparently REM played the campus somewhere, and then Michael oh. Stipe invited everybody back for milking cookies at the chucker. <laughs> <laughs> you, know story? you know why he did that? Why's that? He's, he's a uh, he, he's a he's an Andy Kaufman fan, and, and uh, at the end of uh, of Andy Kaufman's Carnegie Hall special, uh, he he uh, he he put everybody on school buses and took them to a cafeteria and, and got you. <laughs> But I wonder if if Michael Stipe went there. Uh, yeah, I think he did. Um, <laughs> But his yeah, the reason he did the reason he did that was because he's he's a he's a notorious, you know, huge Andy Kaufman fan. Yeah. He's not like a prank and all that, you know. Them having the title track to that movie. Yeah, it was really cool at one point. I got a chance to experience the stage at e, at um uh Chucker, um, because I managed a band called Red Letters. I remember that or out yeah, of I used um, to Coleman and um they did live band karaoke and Beener and Ken, who I was running the radio station, they were a part of um, yeah. Z100 in Tuscaloosa. So Beener and Ken would go and host this thing with red letters where you get up and you sing a song with the band and stuff. So I got to get on stage and at the end of the whole thing, when somebody won, I got up and did Cake's version of I will survive with wrestlers, so <laughs> I performed at the Chucker. Very nice. I totally forgot that till like right now. I remember the Red Letters. That was a good ass band. I, I'd go see them whenever they play. Uh, like uh, they played at the back porch, didn't they? And they played at the yeah. Chucker, and uh, they played at um, the Fourth uh, and Twenty Third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because our drummer was from from Southern Ireland, 
And they always say fourth to 20 turn. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that bass player was playing a Marshall bass amp, and I said, uh, I, I, I said, hey, man, what do you think about that Marshall bass amp? And he said, it's shite. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> man. Oh. Uh, Anything else to uh, to cover about like this West Alabama? I was going to shift it back uh, back to uh, Ham and just talking about what he's got cooking. Uh, any, anything else y'all would like to add about just West Alabama and just that that part of history and the in the nineties, early two thousand? I think when you have, I think when you, you still had like I, I think a lot of it had to be had to. Well, I just don't know. Like it's just. People just like hanging out in spaces where they feel seen, I guess. Um, and uh, I think the Dexteens is a really easy band to identify with, but I think there's also a, a some amount of that in, in a lot of the bands around uh, Alabama that were ended up coming out around the same time, like with Blaine's band and and uh, Vulture Whale and um, oh, well. yeah, oh, man. Oh my Killer God. Records. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Wes and Jocko. Indie Rock for Indie Rock with Southern Flair from yep. Birmingham, Alabama. But it's more like a, it's more like a. I mean, it's got it's a big sound. It's like Arena Rock sound. Well, I mean, they open for the food. Huh? They open for Food Fighters. Who Vulture Wheel? Yeah, Les Newby. I think, yeah, uh, Luby, I think he, he, he told me uh, on his interview on Forstall that like they were. They were playing wow. like back uh, back at Vulture Wells Prime, dude. Like they, they I don't know, man. I think that I think you might be talking about Verbena. Yep. Okay. That's it. That, that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Les, I, I totally Les, band called, Les played drums in a band called Verbena. That's it. Um Yeah. It's so weird. I, and then he fronts he fronted Vulture Well. He's playing uh Wes from uh, Wes from Vulture Whale, who fronted 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 Vulture Whale. Um, uh, he uh, he's playing drums in the Blips. Yeah. Um, and, and he he put out his second solo record, and oh, Wes yeah, made comment about me loving it so much because when I did Indie Zone the first time, I used to play the shit out of it. And I loved it. He was like, really? I'm so glad to appreciate it as yeah. much as you do. I was like, man, I love Western Dog. I love that yeah, stage name, Terry Owens. Yeah. yeah. Fun. I think, it, yeah, Terry, Terry Owens and them is a, is a type. I need, I need to see it live. I haven't seen it. I think, does Will, does Will Stewart play guitar in that situation? He's, he's just, lips. Everything, yeah, everything's cool. You have, uh, yeah, you have. It's so confusing him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, talking, I'm talking about Terry Ums and them. You got a, uh, I think Will Stewart's in that too. You, you know what I'm talking about with with Wes and with Terry and with Taylor <laughs> and it was just all what bands they're in and everything in Birmingham. It's yeah, you were talking. About band, you were talking about a band from back in the day called Blip, and now you got <laughs> the Blip. Yeah. We got to stop doing the same stuff, guys. <laughs> Dude, like every time I see like uh, this, I think this is the second or third time that Blip has uh, played at Druid City, and every time I see that, I go directly to thinking about the Blips, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't keep them straight. Yeah. The Blips has got to be a nightmare band to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> With all the bands that they got going on inside the band. 
Yeah, yeah. you get that two or three times a year, period. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, it's like a Dexatine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've been talking to uh, Taylor for like two or three months, and I was like, man, I, I I would love for you to come back and play Porch Fest, but I I really want to get the blips. And uh, he was like, tall order, yeah. buddy. <laughs> He's like, because everybody in that band has at least two projects they do. Yeah. And who knows what they're going to be doing? Because I think Will, he's got a solo. He's got Timber. Sometimes he goes on tour with Pony Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Eric Wallace. He's got the Firehouse. He's involved in other yep. bands. Chris is busy. Wes is I uh, got O.L. Agante and Terry Holmes. And I'm like, good grief, guys. Yeah. Do y'all need anything else? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I love him, man. I saw him I, I saw him at that same show at the Dexteens, that, that cold-ass Avondale show, uh, I oh, guess Lord. two years ago, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. Sounds about right. But they're good, man. Um, I'm really excited about There's a band. There's Do y'all, I mean, do y'all, I, I'm, Trying to listen to as much new music as possible, especially indie music. Do y'all have y'all heard uh, my friends the Sick Fucks yet? I know Breely and where she comes from. I've heard the few songs that they've released singly. Yeah, full record out yet? No, no, no. no. Yeah, but yes, I dig them. I mean, yeah, Breely, I've always loved anything she did with um, with the old paints or whatever the Hollywood horses. That's yeah, so, yeah. And Adam, yeah, like, probably. appreciate you, uh, appreciate you opening up and like being on this call with us because I know, like, you said that you were gonna have the sick fucks over tonight, right? No, we were supposed to have. I've been teaching uh, guitar lessons to uh, Breely and Alea, um, and we were going to, but but they they were busy too. So, and I told them I was probably gonna do this. So right on. Well, good good plug. Do uh, the. I guess you do since uh, since you plugged it. They do have uh, music available online that people can check out. Yeah, if you go to if you go to my Spotify, it's uh, my I tagged one of their songs in my profile. Good plug, great. What I mean, what else? Uh, what else have you been into lately? What are what are some of the things that have uh, been influencing you? Or uh, man, like Halloween or just the whole. I've been listening to I've been listening to a lot of Willie Carlisle. Excellent stuff. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I played a show with him uh, several years ago with the Nick uh, before pandemic oh. and all that. Um, and I liked him so much. Uh, and then he went on, uh, I think he went on Drew uh, Cunningham's, uh, uh, like Drew from uh, BMR, the She Show. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to B- I don't know if y'all can listen to BMR. No. Anyway, she has an all-female uh, playlist every Wednesday night, and the guest writes the playlist. Uh, but Willie was on there one thing. He said that he was a he was still listening to Ham Bagby. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> and, and I was like, very what? cool. So, yeah, I was like, well, I need to go. I mean, and he had like multiple records out at that point. And I, I went and listened to it, and I, then and I, I loved it. And then I got into him again because he's about to do a bunch of shows with Tyler Childers. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Get oh, it yeah. done. And, That's awesome. and my kids like it a lot. So it's kind of cool to you know play stuff that your kids like. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, 
Go ahead. Milo likes the deck scenes a lot. Jack likes anything hard rock or whatever, but they both like Willie Carlisle, so it's good. Awesome. I know. What have, what have you been into lately, dude? Um, I've been listening to a lot of Dean Johnson. In my opinion, put out the best record of the year. Um, and then Cat Clyde, I've been listening to. The new Arlo Parks is amazing. I mean, there's so much new music. And what I'm getting into, um, my Instagram is about to change. So I'm about to become more music forward. Um, you guys need to like pay attention. And Ham, I'm sorry, but for some reason I've not followed you on the Instagrams. That's been corrected. That's been corrected tonight. I followed you. I was like, shit, I don't even follow Ham. <laughs> um, but, you know, because my Instagram is all like, uh, like I forget about it all the time. It's like whenever I want, and I have my my Facebook and my Instagram link. So if I want a picture on Facebook, I just go on Instagram and I, and I take a picture and and yeah. And then it's up. But then my Instagram just looks so convoluted and bizarre. It's like here's a picture of my dog. Here's a picture of my kids. By the way, I'm playing at Dave's tonight. Or like you know whatever. What it's it is. supposed to be though. <laughs> That's the wonder of it, you know. On, on Facebook, yeah. we get everybody's opinion about what how they feel about the world, but on Instagram. We get how, what you're doing in the day. Well, no, like well, here's a picture of my feet. I'm getting them eaten by fish, and you know, <laughs> and, and next thing you're, you're on feetfinder.com. But, uh, <laughs> but one thing about him, and uh, it's it's always positive, is uh, you can always uh, count on the banger uh, Facebook post every day from him. Is uh, he's hoping that you have a good day. <laughs> yeah, years. Well, I appreciate it. I've had a good day a lot of days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, dude, uh, what else has uh, been up your alley, man? Uh, any any other uh, bands or uh, songwriters you've really been into lately? Um, I mean, I kind of – I hate to be like – I hate to be like this, but I listen to I listen to the Dexteens uh, for like weeks at a time, and then I and and then I'll be and then I'll get on a kick and I'll be like, it'll be like Dolly Parton for a few days, Willie Nelson for a few days, uh, Willie Carlisle these days has been has been in heavy rotation. Um, uh, I I just I hope that people oh uh, Taylor Honeycutt dropped a little song today. It was fantastic. Yeah. I'm probably going to listen to like ten times tonight. Um, I'm really hoping for a full-length Taylor Honeycutt uh, album. Man, I think um, we all are. Yeah, um, she's so good. Yeah, dude, and she's such a she was such a cool friend when I moved uh, to Birmingham and when I was you know going through my divorce and all that stuff. Like, uh, like she was one of those people that was around when I was when I needed to hang out with people. You know? Yeah. Is she not in Birmingham anymore? No, she. Uh, yeah. They moved south. To, uh, they live in. I think. Do they? Do they live in De Demopolis? That's right. But they like, are, on, now it's. Road all. But now it's. Do they even have a home? Because they're always on the road. Yeah, they're they're on the road all the time. Yeah, I saw her one time at the very last. Um, what was the furnace? What was down furnace fest? Um, the sauce furnaces deal on the third stage, the seasick record stage. Mm -hmm. What the hell was that festival called? Sauce Fest. Um, I saw no, it. That was the only time I ever saw her. Was it not Secret Stages? Uh, no, it was not Secret Stages. Oh, shout out she, to Joe. He played dude. before or after Lady Legs. 
which is an amazing live band if you ever a chance to see them. I tagged them on Instagram today. I was listening to the record. I met Taylor after she had moved to Demopolis and Proxy because of Abe. Abe hopped on the uh, tour bus with the Red Clay Strays, and Abe calls me. He's like, buddy, we're heading up to Birmingham, and we're going to be at Avondale, and we've got uh, uh, Red Clay Strays playing. We're going to have B.B. Palmer and Taylor Honeycutt, and you really should come out. And I was like, bet. I'm bringing the podcast equipment, and I'm going to be in the green room at Avondale with you. And, uh, man, that that was the first time that I had met uh, Taylor. Her, her husband Josh, uh, and BB Palmer, and um, man, I, I love all those guys. Yeah, great Alabama music. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We got a lot of it. Yeah, uh, we're silly with it. And Birmingham, like to me right now, dude, like it's it's crazy. Like, you know, uh, you were in Tuscaloosa for a town uh, for a time, but now, I mean, like you're right in the heart of it, dude. You're in the mecca of like what I consider. Uh, music like not only just in alabama but really the south it's like i tell people from outside of alabama all the time it's like if you want to know what's popping like get on spotify and like find people from birmingham and i was like you you're going to be really impressed there's a lot of really good stuff and it doesn't always have to be you know southern rock obviously like you're going to find you're going to find independent artists doing stuff that they want to do. You're going to find good punk rock music and go see a skeptic. Oh, you, know, never, you know, we never talk about, uh, like there's so many good fucking local rappers, like, and they just don't, I mean, they don't have, they, I, they don't have spaces to be, you know, to do like live stuff as much. Uh, you'll have shows that like, you'll have shows at some places, I guess. I don't, I don't get out to rap shows as much. I'm, I still, gonna, uh, I'm supposed to have, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but uh, Fire Camino, Josh Williams, he introduced me. Uh, we all played a show together at the, the Upside Down Bar in Birmingham tonight. And uh, I was like, that is one thing I really need to have at Porch Fest. So hopefully uh, we'll, we'll have some rap entertainment there this year. Hopefully we'll have you too, Ham. Looking forward uh, to you coming back out there. I already put it on my, I already put it on my calendar, so I'm, I'm planning on it. Right on, brother. uh, You got anything else you want to ask? No, I'm going to say that listen to the Dean Johnson record, um, Nothing For Me, Please. Okay. That is the best record of 2023. Oh, order, my man. That's it. High, very high. I mean, higher than Doc Daly. High country wine. Uh, Right on. I love so, that, Dean Johnson. Nothing for me, please. That's all I need to know. <laughs> well, Ham, I wanted to uh, to ask you, uh, man, plug everything that you got, and uh, is there is there anything else you got going on that you would like to plug? And I mean, I see you got a guitar. I'd like for you to share some with us. Sure, I got one. Um, you can find all my stuff. All my socials are under Ham Bagby, so uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and. Uh, on Facebook and on um, threads, <laughs> as long as that lasts. The new thing, <laughs> yeah. Uh, TikTok, um, and uh, and I'd really appreciate it if people would follow my Spotify because I've still only got like two hundred <laughs> followers. <laughs> so is there and, a uh, ham ham jam jam in the works? 
Ham Ham Jam Jam is potentially going to make a return uh, with a few modifications in uh, late May of 2024. Awesome. So I'm going to do, I'm still doing, I'm doing two nights, but I'm doing one night in Birmingham and one night in uh, Tuscaloosa. This is still, this. none of this is completely locked down yet. And I have no bands booked, uh, but I'm sure that it'll all get booked and somebody will say that they, they oh man, we really wanted to play. And <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right on, man. Uh, what do you want to share with us? Um, I don't know, man. I got a couple. I got a couple. I'm here for it. <laughs> I know that comfort and consistency will save me. I come here when I'm hungry and low And when I'm here I know someone will call me Baby, you make this waffle house an awful home I never dreamed my life could be this complete Eggs and waffles and optional breakfast meals And I would like my hash browns topped with cheese How could true love even possibly go be? I know that comfort and consistency will save me I come here when I'm hungry and alone And when I'm here I know someone will call me Baby, you make this waffle house waffle Baby, you make 
this Waffle House love Thank you so much for your time this evening, yes. man. Like, good to see you, brother. I've really enjoyed the catch-up, and it was good to get like more of the history. Yeah, you know? it's good to see y'all, man. I'm I'm glad y'all. I'm glad y'all did that. That's that felt good to talk about all that shit. Good. Alrighto. Next time we talk about ham. Are we talked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, the whole show. Yeah. We, we, talk, we talked about ham a little bit. We can go some really weird places with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, have you take care. I'll see you soon, bubba. Yeah, man. Y'all be All right.